I'm delighted to be joined today by Alex Wong of Alex KY Wong Asset Management. Good morning, Alex. Hi, good morning. And also with us today to discuss the headlines is Frederick Chu, Managing Director of Magnum Research. Good morning, Frederick. Hey, morning, gentlemen. And it's great to see you both in our Admiralty studio today. Now, let's start with last night rallies on Wall Street. Some investors say Wall Street is in the midst of a bull market. Would you agree, Alex? I think uh, this bull market is uh, supported by the uh, craze for AI, actually. If you look at the recent price action, uh, Adobe just launched a, a subscription service for this AI software, and then it broke out uh, and, 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 and rose uh, actually a lot uh, after this, this news. So market right now is looking for companies which will benefit from the development of AI. So they are trying to find beneficiaries uh, other than Microsoft, NVIDIA. So I think uh, this is why the market actually uh, continues uh, to, 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 to search because uh, people are quite bullish about the uh, AI film and then they are trying to find large companies which would benefit from AI. So this, this is a, um, uh, a rally which is, is triggered by a major film. So, Frederick, do you agree that it's the AI stocks and maybe the broader tech that's driving the potential bull market? And do you think there are any other sectors that we should be looking out for as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think the uh, momentum is is just there uh, for the for the U.S. stocks, uh, backed uh, by the uh, te- technology theme, uh, and, and probably as well by the uh, a stronger dollar. Um, if you look at the S and P uh, 500 futures, it's already past the uh, April uh, 22 high, and it's not surpri- not surprising to see it uh, you know approach. Uh, uh, Sorry, surprises the uh, August uh, 22 high, and it's not surprising to see approach the April 22 high, and then, you know uh, probably come back to uh, the uh, the uh, uh, you know all time high at 4800. Um, so I, I think uh, the um, the uh, technology push is going to be leading the way um, uh, still, and uh, uh, so it's you know it's, it's all looking good to uh, to me at least. So still a good time to buy into tech. Yeah, I think so. If you look at the uh, Nasdaq, uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's coming up uh, in the same momentum as the as the S and P, and uh, I think this is still, uh, you know, quite decent uh, room to grow. Okay, well, let's move closer to home now on the positive news that Hong Kong. Uh, yesterday, Bloomberg shared the view from economists that Hong Kong will grow faster than expected and Singapore's economy is expected to slow down. Now, bear in mind, this was kind of the reverse last year. Um, is this because of a delayed impact of maybe COVID restrictions or what other things are at play here, Frederick? Well, I think, you know, it, it's we, we're probably talking about two different streams here. I mean, Hong Kong has a stronger fundamental, you know, backed by the mainland in terms of uh, consumptions, uh, whereas Singapore, it's more of the... Um, benefiting from the diversification of uh you know wealth plannings uh that you see the you know family office being set up uh, over there with you know um wealth from the ultra high net worth being diversified over there i, I think you know it, it's not um going to be as explosive as before but you know the the, the trend it's global diversification in terms of you know the, the people's wealth that that's obviously you know, going to be, uh, you know, sustainable. 
but if you look at the capital markets, um, apparently, you know, Hong Kong has a, has a much bigger pool of, uh, you know, investable assets than, than Singapore, where, you know, Singapore, you know, all you do, it's probably a long term, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, family planning in, in terms of in terms of uh, rather than, you know, more aggressive in terms of uh, investments and, and things. Um, talking about you know uh, consumption, uh, I do I do see a brighter side on Hong Kong. Uh, you know, whereas you have tourism, you have uh, you know domestic consumptions as compared to Singapore, it's different lifestyle. Um, so yeah, I, I think you, you know looking at one way, I, I think it's it's uh, it's uh, you know uh, reasonable to 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 say that. Yeah, definitely a different lifestyle in Singapore and Hong Kong. I've lived in both, so I can vouch for that. Yeah. Um, Alex, would you echo what Frederick was saying there? I think uh, this set of data is affected by the base effect. So uh, Hong Kong is a low base um, in 2022. So uh, that's why Hong Kong looks uh, uh, accelerating. Uh, but I think uh, the point is that uh, we probably may see some disappointment on to spending uh, from in Hong Kong later on because uh, right now people are quite concerned about the um, sluggish performance of uh, China uh, retail sales and also CPI. So probably that would also affect Hong Kong as well. So uh, looking ahead, I think uh, uh, that kind that 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 sector probably may not be as bright as uh, expected before. And then for the overall uh, financial market, actually Hong Kong also. Um, uh, are seeing a very low turnover these days. So probably that all would also have some impact as well. Okay. So, Alex, if you were an advisor to Paul Chan, would you advise any extra initiatives that might increase the growth even further? Uh, I think, uh, first of all, uh, probably you need to put more stories for tourists to come here, probably. And then, and 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 also, I think uh, we probably need to try to revive the uh, turnover in the uh, stock market here. So uh, we are talking about a lot of uh, spin-off from tax or, or relocations of uh, uh, or secondary listings uh, of those ADRs in Hong Kong. Of course, the market sentiment is really poor right now, but I think uh, they probably can try to push ahead for those uh, spin-off and 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 also secondary listings. But the tourist sector has that big of an impact on the Hong Kong economy? Because um, I think it's going to be, I was listening to Carolyn's Your Money yesterday, and it seems that um, we're only at part the capacity for air travel, for example, and it might not be another year until we get back to normal. But tourist has a really big impact on Hong Kong then. I think uh, uh, in terms of number of tourists, probably you you, have, you are limited by uh, you, are con- you have limited by the uh, capacities. But I think uh, you tr- could try to induce them to spend more. Actually, so I think uh, right now, uh, because because the the trend in China actually is to spend less on travel and and just uh, put some. Um, uh, good photos on your IG or or or, mm. or, or, or WeChat. So I think uh, that is uh, the trend that probably you need to avoid and, and try to reverse. So any influencers listening, please post pictures of Hong Kong looking really <laughs> good. Anything you'd like to add to that, Frederick? Yeah, I think the uh, the uh, substance of the travelers coming from from China has been uh, changing. Uh, if you compare pre-COVID and post-COVID, like for pre-COVID times, it's really here to you know. Uh, to buy and buy, so you know the luxury stores, you know uh, the uh, the uh, you know the, all, all these big brands uh, to, to be benefit. 
Um, but if you look at uh, the recent travelers from China, they, obviously they're, they're much younger uh, in terms of average uh, average age. And uh, what they're looking for is some of the hidden places that what we call, you know, those uh, you know exist uh, pushed by the KOLs on the uh, you know, on the on the little red book and and, uh, and probably IG as well. So they want to find somewhere that's really down to the earth, um, which are not as pricey as before, not as luxurious as as before. But they want to you know experience that. So the, the spending pattern has been has been changing, which unfortunately that lead to uh, you know less spending than than before. Okay, well, let's hope Paul Chan's listening to those wise words there. Let's move on to today's headline from Japan. Figures out yesterday show Japan's wholesale inflation slowing for the fifth month in a row. However, Japan's core consumer inflation reached 3.4% in April. How long will it take for those falls in the wholesale inflation to impact on consumer inflation? And how at risk is the Bank of Japan's view of it falling back to 2% by March 2024? Frederick. Yeah, I mean, Japan has been, uh, you know, pretty good story to tell recently. I, th- I think uh, part of the reason for the rally, obviously, it has its own fundamental, but uh, on the other side, it's you know a sluggish uh, China- Chinese market and in Hong Kong and as a reallocation, it's also you know giving a push to uh, to the uh, to the, uh, the, the stock performance. Uh, but one of you know the, the the inflation has been picking up quite uh, you know decently, but you know who knows how long it's going to be sustainable. I mean, Japan. It's never a growth story, even though the uh, technical, uh, sorry, uh, the technological transformation has been has been quite, uh, you know, uh, leading the way. But you know, if you look at, um, but what, one thing, one thing I would uh, probably point out for a longer term uh, is is on the change of governance uh, that that was you know being pushed pushed down uh, from the government, uh, where you know just using technology to help uh, the, the the companies to improve the. Uh, the, the governance, not, not just on the private uh, private side, but also on the public sector as well, uh, that could potentially, you know, increase the efficiency and, um, you know, uh, hopefully also, also uh, you know, increase the ROI as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think for the time being, it's it's all, it, you know, techni- technically it's also looking good uh, for, for Nikkei 225 uh, to probably go back to uh, the the historical high. And, and, um, and uh, but then the yen, it's, um, uh, it's it's looking you know weaker than uh, than expected. So yeah. yeah, looking good, but the heading headwind the head. Yeah, but the yen lower yen making it even more attractive for foreign investors into Japan. Um, so, Alex, mm. what do you want to add to that, and what are your thoughts on inflation actually meeting the Bank of Japan's? target and getting to 2% by March 2024. I think, first of all, uh, the PPI actually is easier to come down than the uh, CPI because uh, right now you are seeing very weakish uh, uh, PPI from China and also the commodity market actually is under pressure. So uh, probably um, <coughs> PPI would come down a lot, but uh, the CPI actually is much more resilient because uh, probably the spending patterns are, is, is, is changing. People are have a more demand for services than actual goods. And so that's why CPI is much more resilient. And then um, also the, uh, the, 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 the wages actually has been higher. 
and and that is uh, much difficult to come down as commodity prices. So I think that's why we are probably seeing uh, a weak CPI, but uh, a resilient CPI. So I think uh, that probably uh, is a little bit challenging to, to for the CPI to come down to below two because uh, right now uh, the labor market is quite tight uh, in the world and people actually are spending more on services instead of uh, actual goods. Okay, moving on to Goldman Sachs yesterday saying that China's real estate industry is expected to see an L-shaped recovery in the coming years, negatively affecting the economy. I want to ask you both, how important is real estate to the mainland's economy? And do you agree it will be an L-shaped recovery? Alex? Oh, yeah, I think uh, that was the L-shape because uh, uh, the property market in China actually is highly leveraged. So the deleveraging process actually will take a long time. And then also uh, China is seeing a, um, a decrease in population and also the marriage rates and birth rate is, uh, is uh, slowing down uh, significantly. So the real demand actually is shrinking. So I think uh, this uh, recovery will take a very long time. And also without the um, expectations of uh, the, uh, price appreciation of threats, actually many investors uh, will try to pick uh, other investment tools instead of USD. So that is also uh, the, that they also hurt the investment demand. So I think uh, that the recovery will take a very long time. And I think uh, the the impact on the real economy actually will be quite big because uh, if you are fe- not feeling the wealth impact from your threat, I think uh, people would uh, will be quite prudent to spend. Okay, Frederick, 30 seconds from you. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what a, you know, L-shaped recovery it's, it's all about. It's just a flat development. I think, uh, you know, one of the, uh, uh, you know, uh, spotlight, it's probably on the urbanization, which China currently at 65 and developed country at around six, uh, around 80%. So there's still some room for, for support. But in the near term, uh, real estate is just not a story to tell. Okay, well, Alex Wong of Alex KY Wong Asset Management and Frederick Chu, Managing Director of Magnum Research, thank you for sharing your insights.